Hello, welcome to my channel. This time we will talk about Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which has attracted so much attention. There is a huge gap between two opinions. Some support um, Israel and they believe that Hamas is a terrorist, while some support Palestine because they consider it is really um, military action as the invasion that they are so angry with the death of the children. We will start with the history of Palestine and Israel, and then we will talk about why we need countries and the political power. And finally, we will end with how the world could avoid massive violence and turbulence. For record, I'm no international affairs expert, and I'm not going um, to judge other party in this situation. Nothing will be discussed here but objective history, facts, and some rational thoughts. First, we need to know how all of this happened. At the very beginning, according to the Bible and the Quran, Jewish and Arabian shared the mutual ancestor Abraham. About BC 20th century, Abraham led the tribe to Cana, where is the present Israel and the Palestine. The offspring of one of the Abraham's sons, Isaac, whose mother was Abraham's wife, became the Jewish, and the name of Israel was in his name. Another son whose mother was a maid of Abraham, Ishmael, became the uh, ancestor of Arabian. Jewish subline survived first to establish the state of Jewish and the state of Israel, which were correct down by Babylonian Empire at the BC 19th century. Jewish people were taken to Babylon as slaves. After the Persian Empire destroyed Babylon, Jewish people were back to homeland and rebuilt Jerusalem Temple. BC 1st century, Roman armies prized Jerusalem, so the Jewish people lost their home since then. At the 7th century, Arabian supply, which uh, lived in uh, Arabian island, thrived. Muhammad's army took charge of Jerusalem. Since then, Palestine area was controlled by Arabians. Middle East is the crucial path connecting the Western and the Eastern world. Every country wanted to control it. 11th century, Crusade invaders attacked Jerusalem multiple times. 13th century, Mongolia army controlled Damascus, and Arabian Empire came over. 16th century, Osman Empire thrived and controlled Palestine area. 1896, a Jewish reporter of Osman Empire, Herzl, came, came up with the Zionist moment. Many Jewish people from Europe back to Palestine area wanted to build a country. There were 40,000 of Jewish people living in Palestine area before the World War I. Britain took over this region after World War I, and the worldwide Jewish people moved to Palestine region. Since then, those two communities sharing the same ancestor have been fighting for the territory, which is the start of Arab-Israeli conflict. Either of, either of Arabian or Jewish could not, uh, could, could not truly own Palestine until Yalta Conference after World War II. One of the most vital contributions of the Yalta Conference was to recognize the rights of self-determination. Britain supported the Jewish to build a country and uh, submitted the issue or proposal to the UN. 
1941 Admittedly, the decision was not fair. Arabian people was 1.7 times to the Jewish, but only 43% of the land was assigned to them, and the land was so much worse than Israel had. Therefore, at the very second day of the establishment of Israel, Arabian world started the surprising war to Israel. Since then, there were five times of Middle East war. But oddly, Israel was not weakened, but stronger during the wars, and they broadened the territory and controlled Jerusalem. After five Middle East wars, an Arabian country basically accepted that fact that Israel is real. So the chairman of a PLO, Palestine Liberation Organization, Arafat wanted to build the country of Palestine. 1988, Palestine passed the Declaration of Independence. Palestine as a country, Jerusalem as the capital, and accepted the number 181 decision. Also, Arafat recognized that Israel's right to live and created the terrorism. terrorism. 1983, Arafat and Robin, the Prime Minister of Israel, made a reconciliation, uh, also a court. However, this um, reconciliation court triggered the extremists of both parties. After two years, Robin was assassinated by a radical Jewish extremist. At the meantime, Arafat failed to govern Palestine. Hamas separated from the PLO and the extremists continued to attack Israel. 2005, Israel decided to leave Gaza Strip and handed Jerusalem back to Palestine. 2007, Hamas defeated the Fatah uh, forces of PLO and controlled the Gaza Strip. Since then, Hamas and Israel have been fighting. So the real conflict is not um, Israeli-Palestine, but Israeli-Hamas. All of this started about territory to leave. For a long period of human history, violence and control were the main or only strategy to survive. There were about 40,531 wars during the 5,000 years of history, basically 2.6 times annually. Economics also has defined predatory governors as roving bandits who relies on tribe wars and predatory fighting. Their army was their uh, civilians. Their civilians were their army. Their wars were their production. Their production was their wars. However, with the improvement of agriculture technology, robbing bandits gradually were replaced with a stationary bandit. When the robbing bandits controlled all the resources like fertile land, people, they could obtain the monopoly rent. When the monopoly rent benefited them more than the predatory actions, roving bandits became stationary bandits, and the tribe became the states and the countries. Meanwhile, the surviving strategy of human being switched from uh, predatory to monopoly and control. In the ancient time, 
Middle East as the key area connecting Asia, Africa, and Europe offered all countries an unbelievable chance to take monopoly rents, such as the petroleum industry controlled by a couple of big families. The petroleum dollar is the rent brought by national monopoly. Thus, the uh, natural state has two characteristics. One, they are the outcomes of wars, and they obtain rent with monopolizing violence. In the modern society and the modern history, robbing bandits were widely replaced with stationary bandits, which is the beginning of a national system. A country can be considered as a stationary bandit. It monopolizes resources and violence, which reduce personal conflicts. A nation is rational, so the citizens' violence and the conflicts can be solved by the public power, which is legal system. And out of the nation, the conflicts between two countries become the contest of national militaries. Now let's go back to the UN number 181 decision. We can clearly notice that the strategy that the UN used to solve the problem was to extinguish two secular uh, countries to inhibit the conflicts. There are two advantages of secular countries. First, secular country internally monopolize violence so that the Jewish or Arabian inside the racial or interest conflicts can be handled by the public powers. Second, secular country externally manipulates violence so that the wars between the two nations can be solved by their armies, which avoids the uncertainty violence of roving bandits. Nevertheless, Palestine missed the opportunity to build a secular country. The lack of a secular country system is the most crucial reason of Israeli-Palestinian conflict since 1948. So, does all my statement mean that seditionary bandits are perfect, perf flawless? No, it's definitely not. It's true that seditionary bandits are inclined to inhibit violence, but it also has the inclination to trigger violence. Seditionary bandits control the public power to govern inside a country by um, national violence, but once the public power is personalized, the regime will lose its validity, which would which could trigger the internal war for the political power. Economics has, have pointed out that regime violence is prevailed in the low-income countries. Since 1840, there were 697 regimes in 162 countries. From all of regime samples, the time of a three of a quarters regime was shorter than 24 years. In the low-income countries, a half of regime remained only seven years. In the top 10% income countries, the number was 60 years. Also, seditionary bandits can be prone to start external wars. More severe the inter internal political conflicts are, more serious inclination to start external wars is. To some extent, the relationship between stationary bandits and the public is a cooperation relationship. Seditionary bandits protect the public with monopolizing violence, and the public pay the tax and the rent to the stationary bandits. Therefore, the external wars are the resource of a stationary bandit's regime validity. More relying on the predatory, the stationary bandits are more needed to disguise the political uh, illegality they have. Of course, a huge risk comes with external wars. Once the external wars fails, the only channel to have validity would be gone. 
So the general way that stationary bandits choose is to inculcate, inculcate people with nationalism or uh, re religious ideas, create the imaginary enemies, provoke other countries, but avoid the true actually uh, external wars. For example, Russia. This is why scholars call this situation Caribbean effect. Such countries or stationary bandits refuse to open because opening means confronting external competition, which will impact the stability of monopolized rents. Now, look back to the Israel-Palestine um, conflict. The reason why Palestine is beaten so horribly be is because they do not extinguish a complete secular country with the unified uh, uh, valid regime. So they unavoidably is trapped into the fight for legality which failed to inhibit the external collides. Initially, PLO was the recognized representative of Palestine. 1988, Palestine officially became the observer state of the UN, but the but the legal power of the PLO was challenged from inside. 2005, Israel withdrew the troop from the Gaza Strip, which was claimed by Hamas as their achievement. Because for a long time, Hamas has been suicide bomb attacking um, Israel um, civilians and buildings. Hamas is the hero in Gaza Strip. This is what we call earning the legitimate regime by starting the external wars. No wonder why Israel declares Hamas as an illegal organization. The US and the EU affirm Hamas being terrorist organization after 9-11. 2006, Hamas beat uh, fighter forces and controlled Gaza Strip. After that, Palestine has two major powers, Hamas and the PLO. The main dilemma of Palestine is the validity of internal regime, PLO, which inclines to reconcile with Israel's lost control power. Meanwhile, Hamas is trying to earn the validity of the regime by upholding the external wars. They attack Israel's civilians, propagate nationalism, religion, and race hatred. More extreme, their propagation are more follows, there, there will be more severe more severe the conflicts will be. In order to protect the validity of the regime, seditionary bandits will do everything to control public voices, ideas, provoke nationalism and the religious context. It's not easy to have a legitimate government. It has to meet three preconditions. The first is legality of power sources, which is freely selected or voted by the public or the representatives. The second is the publicness of power state, which means not to personalize the violence, justice, legislation, and administration. The last one is um, legitimacy of power use, which means the pub public power is responsible for the public interest. Apparently, neither PLO or Hamas meets those three conditions. Power source of both came from selection of Congress, but they freedom and the fairness of Congress are questionable. Both of them are military forces, and Hamas is also a political and a religious organization. In other words, they both suck at the publicness of a power state. Besides, Hamas, based on um, 
Islamic craze to train extremists to execute suicide attacking missions. The power state and the power use of Hamas fills the requirements to a legal secular government. Compared with religions organization, secular governments are more likely to be rational. All of the main modern countries are secular countries which are prone to recognize the validity of a secular government. Comparatively, PLO is more re recognized internationally. 2017, Hamas announced that they were willing to join the PLO seeking their legality in Palestine. From my personal perspective, Hamas's um, sincerity is doubtful. I will never trust the sneak and the brutal snake who slaughter the innocent people. However, still, we cannot simply blame Palestine or Palestinian, Arabian or Muslims. In fact, Hamas cannot represent Palestine or Palestinian due to its illegality. And more importantly, not all Palestinian and, uh, and Arabian support violence, no matter the Israeli-Arabian conflict, Israeli-Palestinian conflict, or Israeli-Hamas conflicts. The content and the nature of wars are changing. But what is not changing is the innocent civilians who are suffering from the religion, extreme politics, and the cruel wars. The lesson that we learned from the Middle East is that a country without modern system and legitimate regime is easier to be trapped by violence. So how can we get rid of these traps? There are three living methods of human history, predatory, controlling, and the trade. We have talked about predatory and controlling earlier, and the answer of this question is the third method, free trade. Economists believe that free trading can inhibit wars and violence because division and cooperation strengthen the interest of the community. Trading supports individuals' freedom and fairness. And free trading stimulates creative uh, productions. Adam Smith critiques Britain starting the war to the North America, and his theory inspired the British leaders. They based on uh, his theory, dismissed the Eastern India Company and the developed free market. But the following World War I and the Depression made the, made, made the uh, scholars and economics not economists to reconsider if a free market was the right road to uh, thrive or peace. So what was wrong? The core of this question is regime legality. It's not Smith's fault. Before Adam Smith, Britain had, had solved the, the uh, legality problem. So Smith could not consider about this. Until the later economists made the system as the part of external factors in 50s to 60s, they found that only valid regime with the same interest of the public and the country could lead the nation to thrive and peace. Also, I also believe that stationary benefit had the seeds of civilization and the democracy. So why Palestine is on the disadvantage when they come confront uh, to Israel? Because Israel has solved legitimacy problem, but Palestine does not. 1948, Israel built a secular country with multiple religions, and none of this religious organization has the right to intervene the secular government. Also, Israeli government also could have 
the inclination to start an external war and internal violence, such as the extreme right-wing politician declares that Jewish is the only race that owns self-determination. Those fights and unfairness still will not drag the whole country into violence traps because they are uh, limited by the secular law. For instance, if Israeli army had to attack a, a building with civilians in Palestine, they had to be asked to inform the owner of the building under supervision of lawyers. We need to confine the violence with more strict and more rational institutions. Free trading is the third option for human living. Monopoly and the violence often jeopardize free markets and peacemaker national institutions in the name of justice and the truth. Free markets, globalization, modern constitutional state, and legitimate regime are not perfect, but at least they help the people to climb out of violence traps. Okay, that's, we should probably stop here. Uh, that's called today. Thank you for listening. As you're welcome to share with me your thoughts and interested topics. You will find my email and Twitter at my podcast homepage description. Take care. I will see you soon.